7 to 8 p.m. Sport On with Tabi Somosia. And a very good evening. Welcome to the show. I am Tabiso Mosia and uh, Loyolom Kalipi is the producer. Babalom Duma is in technical again uh, this evening. And we continue looking at the African teams at the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia. We've already spoken about Nigeria, about Senegal and about Egypt. And tonight we focus on Morocco. We've sadly been knocked out of the tournament despite having one game still to play and playing also some very good football, uh, the Moroccans. And we'll get reaction and find out what went wrong because they were really superb in the African qualifiers Morocco. Then we'll find out about one of the bizarre stories from the past few days. Former FIFA president Seb Blatter is in Russia despite his six-year ban and he says he is still president. He's just suspended. So we'll find out what is going on here because a lot of people expected him to be far away from the game but he has stolen the spotlight in Russia over the past couple of days and he's doing a couple of interesting interviews too as Seb Blatter. So we'll get reaction on that. And then in studio we have the South Africa Football Association Vice President Riali Dwaba and CEO Mr. Dennis Mumble have uh, agreed to join us in studio and we'll talk to them about why we are not at the World Cup and they're very brave to come and talk at this time uh, because the obvious question is going to come why is Bafana Bafana not at the World Cup but we'll get insight from the mother body on what's gone wrong it's not all doom and gloom as a lot of people always say uh, let's look at what's happening at the bottom also the junior teams are doing very well it's easy we, a lot of people forget that but the fact remains Bafana is not at the World Cup so we'll find out are things as bad as they seem and a lot of people have been asking what happened to the World Cup legacy money I know people always remember that money when the World Cup comes around it was the same thing four years ago in 2014 when the World Cup was in Brazil we started asking questions about the World Cup legacy money so we'll get um, that information from the South African Football Association but firstly let's go over to Russia to get reaction from the Moroccans who have been knocked out and senior football reporter of Bain Sport Yassin Marach joins us on the line. Yasin, good evening and thank you for joining us on SAFM in South Africa. Thank you, dear Sebastian. Thank you for uh, uh, this invitation and uh, we hope that it will be great for our African Tell us, Coach Havrenad says the people of Morocco should be proud of their team despite this early exit. Do you agree? How are the people feeling back home? Absolutely. The performance was uh, incredible uh, against the European champions. We've seen uh, how Morocco dominated the game during the first and second half. Um, we lacked uh, the performance from our strikers, uh, especially uh, uh, from El Tabi, who, uh, who went to the game in the second half, and also from Boutayeb, who played uh, the most uh, part of the game. I think uh, Morocco lacked uh, the performance from their strikers, but uh, the fans were really happy in Morocco. We had almost 50,000 Moroccans in Rishiki Stadium, and it was absolutely a, a fantastic atmosphere uh, in the stadium. Uh, overall, the performance in this game uh, was uh, uh, average or below the average. Uh, we know that Iran wasn't the, the hard opponent, but Morocco lost their, uh, their chance to go to the to the to next out from the first game when they lost against Iran. Mm, and... And when, when you looked at this group before the tournament, I mean, realistically, what were the expectations? Uh, from the beginning, the expectations were really high, especially the draw were, uh, was in the favor of the, the Morocco side playing Iran, and then Portugal, uh, and then the last game in Kaliningrad uh, against Spain. So the level is uh, going uh, up and higher and higher, uh, which is helpful for the Moroccan team and playing against the weakest, let's say, uh, uh, opponent before the championship started the uh, run uh, was in the favor of the Moroccans. But uh, the way uh, Evernar and the lineup he gave uh, and he started during the first game was not was not really what he should uh, or what he should have done, especially with the Moroccan uh, side and also a lot of people from Morocco uh, playing uh, with Nozina uh, Marabat as a as a right back while he's very uh, good and his performance was seen yesterday as a winger was amazing and he played uh, a very good role and important role to, to make uh, Morocco superior uh, in, in action and also in possession uh, against uh, Portugal. I think choices were not as good as expected, but uh, the performance in second half made the Morocco really happy and proud of everything. 
Going into the tournament, a lot was said about your defence and how strong they were. Are you happy with your defence? Are you saying the problem was up front? I think our defence uh, was really good uh, against uh, uh, Portugal. We had uh, Mahdi Benadia, who his performance was, uh, was really, really, really good. And I hope that uh, he stayed with the national team. We think his performance was good. He's a great player with a very good mentality. But I think uh, um, the defense uh, was not, was not the, the big deal because we conceded the first goal back in the first game from an own goal from mm-hmm. our striker as it was good. But this is, this is football and life goes on. And, and our main problem was finding a goal scorer, somebody or a striker who can put the, the, the ball in the net. So this was missing, even though Morocco was playing or played very good, important uh, games against Slovakia, Ukraine, and Estonia. And the performance of our strikers were really good. So it was very surprising for us not to score in the last two games. And finally, Yasin, what does the future hold for this group of players? And have Rena is the target now of 2019, or do you expect changes? I don't expect uh, changes. Uh, or he uh, not leave the, the national team because he have done so much uh, in the last uh, three years since taking uh, his duties back in 2015. I think uh, he played the important role to go to the World Cup since two decades. So it's very important to uh, have a stable uh, coach on the on, on our side. Especially, we've seen his uh, performance with Zambia and Ivory Coast, and obviously, he's the man who uh, can take uh, Morocco uh, up to and get more results and trophies. Um, the 2019 African Championship will be the main target for the Moroccan side, and to to get that target and make that happen, you need to keep uh, such a amazing and a very talented and a good coach like ever enough. Great stuff. Thank you very much, Yasin Marak, for joining us from Bain Sport. You still have one more game, though. How do you expect your team to perform or to come out? We do have a last game against Spain. It's very important to to have the motivation to to make uh, something for or to to do something for our football and Moroccan football. Uh, against Spain, it's different. No stress, um, no pressure on the on the players. So we will we'll see as well uh, new players and new faces for this. Uh, game uh, like Fajr who played a few minutes back in uh, back in Portugal game. So let's see what happens. But uh, Moroccans, even if Morocco loses the, the next game, they will be very happy and proud of their nationality. Okay, yes. And thank you very much for joining us. I mean, a lot of people agree that the football played was very good uh, by your team and there's a lot to look forward to going forward. Thank you. SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. And we are leading the conversation right here on SAFM. We're struggling to get our second connection to Russia to talk about the surprise appearance of Sepp Blatter, the former FIFA president, who's caused a storm in Russia, saying that he's still president, he's only suspended, and uh, he's allowed to watch football. And uh, he's also invited by the prime by Vladimir Putin, and he's actually met with Vladimir Putin at the Kremlin, he mentioned earlier today. And we just wanted to get reaction from there, but maybe our guests can give us reaction. Yeah, good evening, Mr. Dennis Mamba. And Ria Lidwaba, the vice president of SAFA and the CEO. Good evening. Good evening. Do Good I call evening you vice president you. or president? Uh, <laughs> Ria Lidwaba. Ria will yes. do for now. Thank you very much for joining us um, in studio. <coughs> Mr. Mumble, are you surprised by Sir Blatter's appearance in Russia? No, I'm not surprised. Remember in 2015, Vladimir Putin himself said that I've invited Sir yes. Blatter. Uh, to come as my guest to the World Cup. So it's not surprising that he's there. And, uh, you know, although he's not in FIFA any longer, it doesn't mean he can't watch football and support football anymore. So it's not surprising to me. What do you make of the reaction of South Africans? Because ever since I tweeted this, people are saying, oh, we love Sir Blatter, that's our guy. People still hold him in high regard here? I'm sure they do because, they, you know, the man has always been committed to Africa. Uh, he's done a lot for, for Africa and South Africa in particular. I mean, as everybody knows that he's the one that's uh, uh, really worked very closely with us to, to bring us the World Cup, uh, the 2010 World Cup to South Africa uh, between him and Madiba and 
Dr. Jordan and Dr. Koza and Dr. Oliphant, uh, you know, these are the people, uh, Bishop Tutu uh, mm-hmm. and others who have who really worked together to bring that World Cup. But it was a commitment of Sepp Blatter from 1998 mm-hmm. already to say that he'd like <coughs> to see a World Cup in Africa. And it happened to be, you know, he, he was very fond of South Africa and knowing the South Africa's capacity. And so, yes, people will continue to hold him in high regard. Um, you know, but football moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in a whole new era and we have to move along with that new era. And we have a newly elected vice president also at SAFA with us. Uh, really, Doba, how, congratulations firstly. How have the first few weeks been? Well, uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm really humbled by, by, by this position. But I think it's more victory to all women of South Africa, especially women in football. Uh, it's been hectic. Uh, you know that the president has been in Moscow, yes. and I've been given the responsibility to to act. So uh, I've been doing that. I've been working with the CEO, you know, to 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 look into a lot of uh, a, a project that needs to be done in Safa. I have been given the responsibility of of the National Women's League. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've started with a, a group of women. We we met. We we already putting a structure in place that uh, we believe will actually start in 2019. So that's that's what I've been doing. And that's been well received. Lots of people looking forward to that Women's League. It's a historic moment, as you said, as the first woman. Is that something that means a lot to you? I think it means a lot to women, you know, rather than to me personally. But uh, I think uh, it's it's there are a lot of women out there in football that have uh, 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 shown potential in 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 adding value to this men's game. Uh, you have got uh, a woman in uh, uh, Natasha's caliber. Yes. She has been there. We know what she has done. Mato Madala, we know what she has done. Nomsa Matlangu, we know what she has done. So there are a lot of other women in the provinces. Emma Hendricks, she's the, the president of, of a region. We have got Elizabeth in, 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 in Free State. She's also the president. So... I think it's a it's 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 a it's a success story. It's it's a victory for women, and, and I think South Africa has always shown that uh, they 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 really mean business when they talk about uh, 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 having women in decision making uh, 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 bodies. And and we have started there. I mean, we have five five members of uh, of of women in the in the national executive committee you don't get that in in any structures in africa yes we know we have the president of 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 sierra leone as a woman there we had uh, the burundi president also former lydia but uh, i think south africa has taken uh, the lead in making sure that uh, women are, are taken seriously in 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 position of decision making it's also put you in the spotlight, though, after your appointment, because I saw a lot of comments on social media questioning your support for the president, Denny Jordan, after those allegations. What's your response to that? Well, it shouldn't be my my, my support for it. It was a decision that we took in the NEC, all of us, that day, and we took a statement out there that this is what the position, the, our position was very clear that uh, any individual... It doesn't mean Danny Jordan, any individual out there, uh, it's presumed innocent until you 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 are found guilty so i i just i just believe that's what we we stand for we said anybody that is uh, there's an allegation it must be proven in the in the court of law and south africa has got uh, the justice system that i think is competent and we have seen a lot of uh, very important people being being sentenced uh, of the things that they have done so we sh- we should leave that to, to the justice system to decide. Mr. Mambul, over to you. How does it feel not being at the World Cup? I said in my intro you are brave to come to studio because that's what people are going to ask you. Bafana, not at the World Cup. How does it feel? Well, we shouldn't be afraid to come and face the South African public. I don't think we've, we ever have. Uh, it's not a good feeling, obviously, but, you know, we, we said initially, and, and you will remember, 
in your other life, I've spoken to you <laughs> a number of times about the fact that we call this plan that we put in place uh, four years ago as Vision 2022. We didn't yeah. call it Vision 2018. Yeah. Uh, Vision 2022 recognized that we have a job to do, and it's not a short-term job. It's a long-term job. Our task here is to leave a legacy uh, of good structures, which we have done. We have uh, put in place uh, all of the league systems from the LFA on uh, to the region, to the provincial level, and to the national level, uh, so that more talent and more polished talent can come through. We also said that, you know, at the Bafana Bafana level, Bafana Bafana is probably the last mm -hmm. uh, to see the benefits of this revitalized program that we put in place four years ago. And so we are in the second half of uh, that program, of that plan that we called Vision 2022, um, starting with the junior teams. Our junior teams have all done very, very well. All of them are in the top three on mm -hmm. the African continent. So that's one target. That's a massive target that we've reached. Uh, it will take another year or two, perhaps three years, for Bafana Bafana to see the benefit because all of those junior teams who have now participated, the under-17, uh, I, I mean, the uh, yeah, it's the under-17, yeah. both uh, men mm -hmm. and women yeah. have participated in a World Cup. The under-20s participated in the World Cup, and the under-23s have participated in the Olympics. So that experience will benefit Bafana Bafana down the line. Uh, we just fielded a team in Kosafa, and people made all, uh, you know, stink about uh, the performance of this team. But we, we were very clear going into the tournament that we are putting the youngsters and getting those youngsters ready for bigger competition. And, and for higher level competition on the African continent and, and uh, internationally on the FIFA level as well. And I think we're pretty much on target when it comes to delivering the quality that we need for Bafana Bafana to succeed and make sure that we do well in 2022. Well, I always get slammed when I say what you've just said, that the junior <coughs> national teams are actually doing very well. It is not all doom and gloom. It is Vision 22, 2022. These boys are at the World Cup now. They're 16, they're 17. They go again with the under-20s and a couple of years later they will be in Bafana Bafana why do you why do you think people overlook this this part because well, I think it's a critical part well I I, I am not sure uh, Tabi so because we've spoken at length about it you know we have talked and said to people ask people please be patient with us please be patient with the national teams there's a technical program that we've put in place we put in competition structures we uh, league structures that uh, have been running very well, have been doing very well. Uh, we've been training more and more coaches. You will remember when we started out, the, 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 the uh, coach-to-player ratio was 1 to 300. Mm -hmm. And our task was in the next 10 years, we would need to reduce that from 1 to 300 to 1 to 30 uh, so that you have more trained coaches, training players who can be performing at a much higher level. I think we've done very well because mm -hmm. in the last four years, we've we've trained um, at least 18,000 coaches, uh, given the resources that we have. And sometimes we spend resources, um, you know, I, we, we take from Peter to, to, to support Paul, mm -hmm. uh, literally, mm -hmm. and uh, plowing the resources in the right direction uh, in the technical, on the technical level. We've just appointed for each and every province, each and every one of the nine provinces, provincial technical officers who are now going to take full responsibility on a full-time basis, one man and one woman per province, mm. uh, for the development of football uh, in those provinces. The first time that we, we have that in South African football. And those people will now take responsibility for making sure that we spot the right talent, that the right competition structures are in place, that people play in leagues on a consistent basis, and that coaches are developed as well in those provinces. So it's a long job. It's not a magic wand that you can wave and say, tomorrow Bafana Bafana must go and win the World Cup. It's not going to happen. And, and that's why we were, we were appealing to the public. Please let us be patient and give the, the senior team some time to develop. If you've just joined us, we're talking to Safa. We've got the CEO, Mr. Dennis Mumble, in studio, as well as Real Edwava, who is the vice president, but acting as president uh, because the president is in Moscow at the moment. If you do want to join in the conversation, you are welcome. 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 40938. Our WhatsApp number 061-410-4107. Let's have the conversation. 0891 104 207. 
Having said that, though, Mr. Mumble, about the junior teams qualifying for the World Cup, the other criticism is that they don't progress beyond the group stages. Do you think that's justified or do you think just experience? Because people forget that our oh, under-17s were qualifying for the first time. They'd never been there before. The experience of being a, at the World Cup, does it mean a lot to the players? You know, interestingly, I before I came here tonight, uh, I had a conversation with uh, one of our former team doctors to... Uh, uh, bounce some ideas off of him about, uh, you know, the mental state of our players overall in the country and all of Mm -hmm. our leagues, uh, uh, players from a young age, what is the mindset of those players? Because we cannot uh, ask a coach at the Bafana Bafana level to perform miracles when the attitude of the player itself, Mm -hmm. the mindset of the player that comes from the league uh, and other leagues, whether it's amateur leagues or the professional leagues, is not in a correct uh, uh, in a correct place or in a correct state. And so uh, we have to begin to address the issue of the the mental state of our players. At what point do we teach them certain manners and certain behaviors? It cannot be at the at the national team level. It has to start much earlier at the developmental level. And so where are the sports psychologists, where Mm -hmm. are the cultural anthropologists that can help us to reach the deep down into the minds of those players to to, to strengthen the mental attitude or the mental, uh, to to improve the mental strength of those players. These are the kinds of things that we're engaging. I don't think that we, we should be happy. Uh, with the fact that we, when we do qualify, we don't go to through the second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I heard uh, when I was in Russia last week, uh, I was overhearing a discussion of, of, of some football experts. Uh, and a couple of those experts were saying, listen, when it comes to performance at that level, uh, you know, mental toughness is probably 80% of the equation. 20% is physical. And so mental toughness is 80% of that equation. Uh, As a country, I think across all sports, uh, we need to pay a little bit more attention to that. I was asking uh, this, uh, you know, Dr. Namat Sorani, one of our more famous uh, 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 sports uh, physicians. Where are the sports psychologists that can help us bring out the best in our players? And that's really, I think, where the missing link is. Uh, all of our coaches have reported to us. We had a Bafana Bafana post-mortem in December and the head coach was telling us the very same thing. We need to deal with the mental state of our players. Physically, uh, technically, there, there is, is very little, you know, there are very few shortcomings in that area. But in the biggest, the biggest shortcoming here is really that uh, uh, mental toughness, uh, that uh, uh, hurdle that would take us over that barricade uh, to where people or players believe in themselves that they can match up to anybody. I think that's the piece where it's missing. So the answer to your question yeah. is, uh, no, we shouldn't be happy with the fact that when we go, we don't proceed to the second round. And that's something that we are seriously addressing. Okay, it's it's all good and well at the bottom, really, Daba, but people still want to see Bafana Bafana at the World Cup. And one of the things that's being mentioned is that, do you still believe at Safa you made the right decision by firing a coach that was top of a qualifying group? Four points out of six in Pulukwani. <laughs> Well, uh, that was the decision that was taken at, at, at that time. Uh, I think we, we, we believe we, we have a coach right now. Uh, let's look at the coach that we have now, uh, the coach that has taken over from, from Wafana Wafana. But I wanted to go back, uh, uh, Tabiso, yes. with regard to are our players educated? Yeah. You know, Do we have do they consider education as important? Mm-hmm. You, you you look at the PSL. How many of the players in the PSL are really educated? Mm-hmm. You know, most of them they just have metric. Mm-hmm. You know, so what Dennis is talking about, you you look at their mental state, their commitment. You know, we believe education should come first mm-hmm. before any player can be able to participate somewhere. They must take education uh, as, as their priority so that they can be able, when a coach speaks to them, they, they are able to understand. You know, right now you're looking at the World Cup, you're looking at the countries participating there. You see the commitment, the understanding, you know, do we understand when a coach gives instruction there? Do they under, when Stuart Baxter speaks mm-hmm. with 
a particular player? Does this particular player hear the instruction? So I'm saying it is important for us, for us to look at those kind of issues before we even point fingers at, at the coaches. Mm. I just believe our, our players need to be more committed to what they are doing. But because of some lack of education, it might be a difficult thing. And, and I agree with Dennis that you see, the reason we say 2022, and I, and I, I think a lot of uh, supporters and, 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 and people, the soccer-loving people, they, they have never read this document. Mm. You know, they, they, they don't have, they have not seen Because it's not just about Bafana yeah. Bafana. Yeah, it's, it's about there. coaches, it's, it's about everything. It's there in the, in the, in the yes. web, on the website. They can print it, they can look at it, they can, that, you know, if we have to be judged, we must be judged by that document mm -hmm. and say, this is what you have said. Like we said, we want to be top three. All yeah. our junior teams are there already. We are not happy that Bafana Bafana are not at the World Cup. We are not happy that Bafana Bafana did not win the Kosafa the other day. But we are in the process. We, we, are, we are busy in the process. The fact that our junior national team are doing well, we believe that at that point, Bafana Bafana will be able to to, to achieve. We, we, we are looking into that programming and, and I was looking at that document. I think that document it's a it's a document, it's it's a constitution, it's a Bible of, of, of South African Football Association. And if people can just go through it and and question it, just just question the document and say, but in the document that's what you are saying you are then they can be able the judgment will be fair. Mm -hmm. Because I think also there's a lot that is not been told. You know, there are a lot of achievement in the in the LFAs, yes. in the regions that I think people don't know about. Maybe we should strengthen our communication department at SAFA to be able to be there in the regions, in the LFA, to, for people to understand what we are doing, what we are all about as, as the South African Football Association. And that was the same point made by the School of Excellence. We spoke to them earlier this week. A lot of people believe the school is dead, but it keeps producing <laughs> players and they were thanking SAFA for their continued support and they were emphasizing the importance of education to these kids to make sure that they finish school uh, so that they can have something to fall back on and also mental strength that you touched on a lot of people a lot of our players are not going overseas when they go they come back yes. I'm sure that's a big concern for you it's as Safa it's a very big does it concern. talk to mental strength also it or does. commitment it does I, I was actually having an interview this afternoon with Marcella and Mama Wood yes, yes, from the and he was very surprised to hear that there is an HPC where SAFA pays between six and eight million rand a year for t only 25 girls. Mm -hmm. There is no sponsor, they, but SAFA has committed fine funding for that project from 2004 that project has been carrying on but if you look at the girls look at shorty the the yes, coach of the under 17 look at the confidence when she speak it's that academy that's what she has achieved through education she's a graduate from from that particular Many, many young girls mm. that have gone there. Well, Janine, they've gone there. Mm. You have got Linda at like the age of 15. She's already in America now playing for a professional team. She could. I ask her, would you have achieved this if you didn't go through that academy? The answer was no. I wouldn't have achieved that. So there are a lot of projects that SAFA is running that are making sure that we have players that can be able to achieve. I mean, just the pity I'm sitting here, I know Banyana Banyana does better. They do better than Bafana Bafana. But if you look at the, the 80, pride of the nation, Banyana Banyana. Eighty percent of those girls, I can tell you that they pass through that academy. Mm. They've gone through that academy. They can come here and sit here and, and do a, a an interview with no a, a, a problem at all. So you have that kind of situation in the country where a, a young boy t at 17, the media talks about him, he leaves school because he's playing for Kaiser Chiefs or, or, or Sundowns, and then the education is not important. But you will see that, that strength in the field of play. That's where you are going to see the strength of that particular player and say, can, if this player was a little bit educated, he would have done better 
than that. You would be there in the field of play and be able to look at three options instead of looking at one option to, to, to pass that ball. So it's, it's, it's very important that we, we emphasize the, the issue of education. That is why we are happy that the Minister of Sports and Education, they've signed a, an agreement you, for, yes, yes, for, for sp- uh, school sports. For us, we need to go back there. That's the basic. We need to go back and have our young uh, girls and boys at the age of eight when they start school there they must be able to play sport we're talking about football but we're talking about sport in general but we want them to start playing football at that age you know when when ria starts started it was with the under 10 the the, the 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 excitement of those young boys when they 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 start playing a national tournament they you know it, it was exciting you know we need to bring those kind of tournaments back for both women and girls so that we start at that age i believe 13 under 13 they're old younger five year old six year old that's where they must start at that level and then they grow up and we have now that we have my suffer mm-hmm. you know it's a system that suffer has 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 established it's a system that will create no a cheating all those kind of things that are thrown out of the window because we have created a system that will track a player from that age mm. until he goes up to Bafana Fana. There's no need to say, but where does this player come from? Because this my suffer has already done that for us and we have seen achievement in terms of, of this, the problem of, of age cheating. You won't, you won't see 19-year-olds with 17-year-old children. <laughs> And that's exactly what our guest yesterday was saying. Kevin Moody, the former striker, uh, Amazulu and Vets and Devon City, was talking to us about academies and he was saying exactly that, that you need to start them at a very early age, very early age. They have to get used to the game. And that brings us to our next conversation then, Mr. Mumble. By the way, the lines are open. I can see Mike, you're holding on. I'll come to you right now. 891 SMS 40938, WhatsApp 061 Mr. Mumble, we had Shuzma Zibuko on Monday. Talking about schools football, talking about the battle that's been going on for three years. Why is there a court battle over the running of schools football? Well, uh, Thomas, I mean, uh, Toby so it's, <laughs> I, I don't mind being called Thomas. Don't worry. That means I'm in good company. <laughs> yeah, you're both excellent company. <laughs> Uh, Tommy, so it's unfortunate that we had to, you know, had to go down that road. But I, I think uh, the 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 point that we made very early on is that we wanted to work with uh, with SASFA to roll out schools football and to integrate schools football into the SAFA structure. So you didn't want to take it over, you wanted to work with them? We work, we, we, we offered, we made that offer okay. very early on in, in uh, what was it, 2015. Yes. Very early on, please come and join us in this project of integrating and rolling out. Remember, at that point, schools uh, football was played in only somewhere between three and six thousand schools mm-hmm. around the country. There are twenty-four thousand schools under the Department of Basic mm-hmm. Education, about twenty-seven thousand schools overall in the country. And in in essence, what we wanted to do is to roll it out to all of the schools to increase that base of talent that we can have access to. It is unfortunate at that time. Uh, that they decided that they wanted to go it alone. They were not going to do that in conjunction with Mm -hmm. our structures. And so we then took a a very firm decision after trying that we will have to now make sure that we take uh, schools football over. So it was never a situation where we said, no, they must now go away and we will take over. Uh, They decided that they were not going to partner with us because they wanted to do it in their own separate organization, which was not acceptable to us. And that's the the, the gist of this uh, battle that's going on hopefully by the end of june i think uh, mm-hmm. in july we will resolve that issue because the matter is in arbitration right now um so hopefully you know we we are not chasing away anybody if they want to come and partner with us to roll out schools football uh, they are free to do so we've never you just want more participation is that we what want you're broader participation they say they've got the numbers we, we did ask they for the don't numbers, have but they I were can, not in the office when we asked yeah about the i can numbers. tell you that they 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 don't have the numbers unfortunately and I don't, I'm, I'm not enemies with them yes, yes. um they don't have the numbers the numbers are sitting in our structures SAFA has 343 local football associations around the country. We're the biggest organization in this country. We, we touch every single inch of this country. 
so wherever there is football played, you will find the SAFA structure there. <coughs> so all that we are asking is whoever wants to play football, do that in conjunction with the SAFA structure so that there's a, a sensible promotional structure uh, uh, where people, when you enter a, a, a football competition or you enter football at the grassroots level, you know eventually how you will get up to the Cecil Women's League or how you will get up to the PSL so that you are, you are part and parcel of a promotional structure. The same thing with schools football. Uh, let us also have a sensible, structured, very broad-based schools football including program. Including Model C schools and uh, those Exactly, schools. including everyone. I've had discussions with the Old Boys Network. You know, it's a group of schools uh, that include some of the elite schools in this country that has produced excellent rugby talent, cricket talent, and they want to go into football as well. Why can we not uh, go in and partner with them? There are other uh, uh, Model C school structures that play football. We want to bring them in as well. So there shouldn't be a fight about schools football. In fact, uh, the emphasis should be not about, uh, you know, uh, listen, we, we are going to be excluded from this. Uh, the, the, the whole uh, issue here is around these programs becoming part and parcel of, a, of an overall football structure that is under the control of the South African Football Association because we, after all, are the governing body of, this, of uh, the sport in the country. I have to go to the lines. I'll, I'll let you answer after, after this quick break uh, before I go to the lines. Call Tabiso now, 0891-104-207. President, I'll let you just finish what you wanted to say before I go to the lines. If you no, I wanted ahead. to say uh, also that... Uh, when we talk about school sports, can never only be boys. Yes. What about girls? Yes. You know, they've never touched any uh, girls in any way. So when they talk about that school sport that he's talking about, it's only boys. So we are the custodian of football in South Africa, and we want to see each and every uh, young person in this country playing football both men and boys and girls it can never we cannot allow a situation where it's only school sports but it's only for boys we need to have the girls playing there and as dennis is saying we need to have all the schools yes. in in south africa playing football not only a section of of, of the schools playing football for me, that's what's been glaring. I've attended a lot of the tournaments, but you see the same schools. You don't see the white schools coming through, even though I've heard that they're saying that the white schools don't want to drive to the townships or to Boxbeck to go play football uh, there. That's the argument, other argument that we are hearing. But let's go to the lines. Tatu in Pretoria, thank you for holding on. Please go ahead. Hi. Um, with the World Cups coming in, uh, 2022 and uh, I think uh, the 2026 one, I just want to know whether um, SAFA has a plan with the youth, because the youth are, are, are going to be our next stars from now. Do they have a built-in plan that makes us uh, contenders in a way that we can qualify? It makes life easier for Bafana Bafana or the, uh, Banyana to qualify for these big events. Do they have plan in place that's going to get us from where we are right now because we are a struggling nation when it comes to football but we want to see ourselves go forward do okay. suffer has do they have a plan that can make us you know get better within okay tato i've got that thank you mzugisi and i'll also take your your yours what's your view the question I may want, my brother, what, is ha- what, what happened to the football yet? Benz and Donoguti, but we say football yet back to the, the glory. Mm-hmm. Back to the glory days. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Like, why, yep. can't we, why can't we produce the best players in the world like Portugal and, and Brazil and, and whatever? Why not South Africa? Hmm. Okay. What happened? Okay, Mzugisi, we'll take those two for now. The plan, is it Vision 2022? Hmm. That- okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what we've been, we've been talking about. Plan, you know, uh, uh, we, we don't just have a plan. We are actually implementing that plan. As I said, uh, and let me bring in something that you, 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 you talked about in your introduction uh, when you started out in the program, uh, Tabiso. 
the 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 money from the World Cup. Yes. There is the legacy trust. Yes. Uh, that FIFA left uh, 450 million rand around here to benefit football development. Yeah. The legacy trust has been funding football programs around the country. All 343 local football associations receive funding for their coordinators, the telephone costs and, and uh, administrative costs of those leagues in all 343 local football associations. That's where that money is going. The Legacy Trust is also uh, uh, um, uh, funded uh, competitions. Uh, that are taking place in different parts around the country. There are 52 regions where those competitions are being played in. Mm -hmm. So that money is being put to good use. And when we talk about the implementation of Vision 2022, we're talking about the implementation that has been done with that money, the, the profits from the World Cup. Uh, about 280 million rand of that has already been spent in the last five years. Uh, on building those football structures. So when we say that we are we, we are well on the way and seeing some successes in the junior teams, it is with the support of the Legacy Trust and the money coming from the Legacy Trust. So yes, there is a plan. The plan has said that uh, 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 in a nutshell, Vision 2022, we must consistently feature in the top three on the African continent for all of our national teams. That we have achieved with all of our junior teams and also Banana Banana. The only one that's not seen that benefit yet and we were very clear from the very beginning is Bafana Bafana. So uh, we we have reached that target. We also said we needed to, to train uh, at least 10,000 coaches. coaches per year. We've not been able to do that because it takes a lot of money to get a group of people in a course together, uh, uh, pay the accommodation costs, pay the... The, uh, uh, the instructors pay for the meals and all of those and pay for the flights to get them into those courses or, or but the you're transport. But you have 450 million. Sorry? But you have 450 million. But, but there's, still, there's still money left over. We can't just spend that money all in one go. You have to do it in a structured way and it has to be sustainable also in the long term so that uh, we, 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 we still need to use the remaining money, uh, the remaining amounts that's there uh, for other development that needs to take place as well. And so, yeah, that money, there is still uh, uh, quite a bit of that money left over. But uh, as I said, we needed to focus on the grassroots. We had to mm. go back to the basics, and that's basically what we've been doing is to put those structures in place. Uh, that has been achieved. So the plan is well, well underway. It's just now the results that must uh, actually kick in, and, and, and as I said, at the senior level. By the way, I was in Zambia the other time and they were so happy with, I think they got one or two buses from the from SAFA yes. as part of the World Cup legacy. Yes, and yes. it meant so much. They actually showed us pictures of their old bus and yes. the new one that they have. And it was like they have a private jet in Zambia <laughs> with all due respect. So that money is also being shared amongst the other countries yeah. on the continent. I have to take a quick break, but I need you to answer that one really Dwaba about our football glory. I'll take it after this break. It's SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, we're wrapping up with Safa, but I want really Doba to answer that one from Zugizi Engobo, who wants to know how do we return to our football glory. And I think you've touched on it with the players. Um, because even during this World Cup, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I'm seeing our players, they're posting pictures at home, uh, kicking a soccer ball, saying they missed the PSL, but they don't seem to feel better about not being at the World Cup. What's your take, really, Doba? Yeah, well, I think I agree with him. We must go back to the basics. But one other thing that we have done with the Legacy Trust is to buy the the technical center. Okay. We have please. that. We spent sixty five million rand to buy that. The reason being that what 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 Dennis is saying that we don't have the money to bring the coaches and pay for the accommodation. Now we do have our center where we can bring young people. We can bring coaches to, for a week. During school holidays, they can take the, the they are, they can do their technical things there. So it is important for 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 the public to understand that these are the things that suffer. We are busy doing. We have the technical center. It will help us a great to say a great length to save to save money to be able to do a lot of things there. They've even built grounds there mm. where you can play a lot of games there. You know there is just a lot. That can be done at that at that center. Yes, we we want to go to the basics. The reason why we are saying all our junior national teams are top three now in Africa. So we need to build on that. We need to build on those young b boys and girls. We need to put them 
and and bring them during school holidays we need to yeah. bring those team back to the ten, to the center and and the coaches must, must 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 look at them again and again because they are playing out there some of them are school boys and girls they're still at schools so we want to get there we, we we're not sitting at safa not wanting to win we know that south africans want to win all the time but we're saying let's build a, a, a football nation we are a football nation let's build players and make sure that help these players to be able to go to school they must also be educated to be able to play uh, uh, and understand when their coaches are, are, are instructing them in terms of the technical aspect of football mm-hmm. i believe we have gone to those basics where we are saying 2022 we didn't see 2018 or 19 we said we're giving ourselves some time and from 2013 when we were elected we have achieved those uh, 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 under national teams mm. all of them they they've achieved we we're hoping banyana has just qualified for africa uh, afcon Af- africa if if we get let me just not say if when we get to the top 3 we know they've qualified for the world cup if we get to the final just the final of afcon we know that they qualify for that world uh, league that fifa is establishing in 2020 so we are on track we are on track and as dennis is saying we just have to get bafana bafana to that point where they must start being consistent and and be able to be the players must be committed and must understand the pride of the nation yeah. they're not playing for their teams they playing for the nation it's very important that when those players go go to get into that field of play they understand the jersey that they are wearing that is the jersey it's the pride of south africans all south africans are looking up to them and south africa would have loved to watch them in russia it's also uh, easy to forget bafana white afcon 2015 a lot of people don't touch it that on that yeah. Uh, sorry I Now I think it's easy to forget Bafana with Afcon 2015 yeah. because we yeah. did qualify for Afcon 2015 also. Yeah. Yes, no, you know, Mr. Mamo. So I you know I I've said it in so many different forums. We are not happy with the state of Bafana yes, Bafana. Yeah. This is the reason why we are doing what we are doing. We can't be happy with the state of Bafana Bafana. And this is probably a debate and a question that needs to be taken out further. Uh, is a comment that Al Haji Diouf made when he visited us a couple of months ago, two months ago. Remember, you know, he said in 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 a boardroom that I use uh, for my meetings, uh, you know, in Safa House. Uh, before we even started the conversation about what they really came here to South Africa for, um, uh, Al Haji said to me, uh, "Listen, this Percy Tau, hmm. I want to see that boy. I want to speak to him. He mustn't play in South Africa." That was his comment. Mm. But what do you mean now? He says, "Listen, this boy is better than Salah." Mm. Now I said, "But now, what do you you know? Where where did you see him?" No, 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 no. I watch South African football, and I think South African football has the talent. But mm. your players are too contented to stay at home; they must play in Europe. And that topic, I think, we need to reignite. We need to we need to go back to that issue about why our players are not uh, aspiring to go and play mm. to, in Europe the way they have before. because they can be among the best in the world uh, but we are not going to 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 see that for as long as we don't have more players going to play in Europe yeah. and and that i think is where maybe part of the missing link there's the mental attitude there's the whole uh, south african football yeah. philosophy there is the development pr- uh, uh, standard uh, that we need to look at in the country uh, but also uh, the lack of 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 players playing at the highest levels in yeah. the european leagues uh, those are things I'd, i'd certainly be happy uh, to get our It's people to call in back. europe they'll tell you yeah. They'll tell you they miss pop, they miss the sunshine. Because it is really unbelievable. We'll take pop. To, we'll bring pop to them. We'll put a budget <laughs> together. <laughs> Last one, really, Dwabo, to you. Um, it's a question that's coming across also on social media. I haven't been able to read some of the comments. Ap- Apologies. Let me make sure to just read some of the SMSs without getting comment. Mutsamai in Mukupane says the main obstacle is the mentors at home and at school. We need more of those at home and at school. And um, The other question is Tabu so the main solution is why Safa can't use all teachers that know sports better than others and the other one is says if it wasn't for the World Cup money where's the fundraiser for the youth development going to come from okay i think those are just comments and Rollaway Ndlovu says we're not in Russia because of our unique style of football players were tossed the 
British way to play football. Okay, the last one really, Doba, is about the technical director. A lot of people are saying they're not seeing what he's doing. Are you a suffer happy with his work, No, Tovi? Yes, I think we are. You know, uh, like I said, probably there are a lot of things that uh, he's doing that people don't know. Well, it's not being know. communicated. Yes, mm-hmm. that's why I said probably our communication department needs to improve a bit so that people can understand what Neil Tovey is doing. There is a lot. One, Dennis has spoken about a nine, uh, eighteen. Uh, um, technical directors in nine provinces, a man and a woman. He has done that. Nobody, uh, Neil Toby has, has come up with that, that structure and say, for us to be able to, to look at the provinces and the regions, we need to have technical directors there. They have been appointed. They are there. They are starting to work now. So there is a lot of development that he's looking up to, that he's doing. You know, we, we just need to talk about the, this, all this other development that we're doing at SAFA so that people should not be asking questions. They should be hearing from us that this is what mm-hmm. we are doing. They should be hearing from the provinces. They should be hearing that from the regions. They should be, because some, at some point, I, I just feel people don't even know that when we talk about an LFA, when we say yes. we've got 365 uh, uh, LFAs, they don't understand what is it. When we say we've got yes. 52 regions, they really don't understand. Maybe we should have the debate, we, sh- we should go through the provinces, make yeah. some workshop that was Dennis talking to me outside to say, you know, I need to go out there, I need to go to the provinces and, and do this workshop so that people can understand what we have in, in their regions, in, in their provinces because I, I as at some point I, I just feel like uh, there's lack of knowledge yeah. you know but we should blame ourselves as suffer that we are not communicating because much people are being Absolutely. blocked on Twitter when they ask questions can we please stop blocking people uh, on Twitter it doesn't look good on suffer that people are blocked oh, when they yeah. ask why did we lose but but unfortunately that's not we don't have time for that. <laughs> I agree uh, with our you. Our time is up. Mr. Mambul agrees with me. So whoever runs the Twitter account, please unblock agree all of you. us. Yeah. But thank you very much for coming into studio. We wanted to have a conversation uh, just to understand from Safa's point of view how you feel about things. And I think you've been uh, sincere. You you do admit that you're not happy that Bafana is not at the World Cup. But there is a lot to look forward to going forward. And I think next week, probably while the World Cup is still on, we need to educate our people about Vision 2022 and have that conversation and also uh, communicate it out there as the media and I think that's what we'll do. But thank you very much. I, I don't have any more time. Up next is Mr. Ashraf Gada, tonight's big hitter, David Lewis from Corruption SA and uh, on SAFM Viewpoint between 8 and 9. My name is Tabiso Musia.